We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your love of your RV drove you to the Grand Canyon. And your love of the Grand Canyon drove you to the gift shop, where you overdid it just a little. Guess who's getting an I Heart the Grand Canyon t-shirt for their birthday? Everyone. For their next six birthdays. Luckily, your love of your RV also drove you to protect it with Progressive RV Insurance. While wearing your new favorite shirt. Visit Progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Anyone need a shirt? This is 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey! Did I say producer? Producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. I've probably said that like only a thousand times and I messed it up. Um, we have our professional but lovable screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo. I'd like to nominate you for that role. But you were on time today. I'm very happy. Proud of you. Dude, I'm on a streak, all right? No, yeah, you've been doing good this season so far. It's your, your mid-season form. Um, we have uh, our very own hot take Harry, Mr. Harrison Citron. Yeah, he also didn't say producer, so I think he's good today so far. I said producer, so I'm already I'm already taking L's. And our guest today, first guest, guest of, I can't even say guest, the first guest of the season, the puppet himself, Mr. Anthony Chang. How are you, sir? Welcome to the program. Good, good. I'm so honored. Yeah. Yeah, first, honored. I think you were the first guest last year. This might be like a thing, our, our traditional first guest, Anthony Chang of the season. Just get, just get me out of the way early. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know. Oh, we'll have a cup. You know, you're the Jason Leisure replacement, so... <laughs> Think about it this way. You guys are in so much better shape than Jason um, because I think Heat preseason has been more fun than Dolphins regular season. Am I uh, am I a little off saying that? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Uh, this Dolphins like, season seems pretty, pretty miserable, to be honest. Like, last night was fun. Like, that was a fun basketball game. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I saw a tweet that maybe it was one of you guys that said 
last night was, was more me. fun than any other Dolphins game yeah. all season. So, and I would agree. Like, the Dolphins this season have been so bad and so unwatchable, even in their wins. And the Heat last night, throw, throw some D-League guys out there, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, a playoff game, it felt like. So that, that was pretty fun. Do you get, what do you mean it felt like a playoff game? It was a preseason game with the hey, half empty stadium. If you were in that arena, the final four minutes, it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. No, it was, it was loud. It was loud. It was loud. The bench was, all, everyone on the bench was standing up. It was pretty cool to watch. I love like these. Go, Brian, go. Did you cheer from the press section? <laughs> Anthony, did you, Brian asked if you cheered from the press section. Oh, no. No, I don't cheer. Okay, who's cheer? Who has you? Who have you seen cheer in the press section? I can't comment on that. No, come I, on, no, man! Like when? No. Okay, uh, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Where was there cheering in the press section when Dion Waiters hit the game winner against Golden State? You don't have to name yeah. names, just huh? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I, I was so wrapped up in oh. deadline that I don't I even know what was going on around me. To be what do you you're wrapped up in deadline. That was amazing. How could you uh, be, like not be? It was like 10 o'clock or 10-10, and I had to file in five minutes, and I didn't know who was going to win. So what you're saying is you're the one that, that had to deal with the pressure? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who had more pressure, Dion Waiters or Anthony Chang that night? I think me. I think I did. Do you have the clutch scene? I do. You Which have, buzzer you beater have. was better? Did you get the buzzer beater? You have to have the clutch gene when, when you're when you're covering basketball because every game is on deadline. So, do you have a pose some... like Dion? <laughs> no, I don't do that. When I get home, when I get home, baby. Anthony, um, I think your phone line's echoing. Brian, let's let's uh let's have you call him back. So we get this fixed. So I'm gonna hang up on Anthony. We'll call him right back. Yeah. So uh, that's <laughs> Alex. That's some good um. Good question by you. Ah, I'm only here to do the important journalism. Ah. <laughs> FIU's finest. FIU's F finest, man. Asking, asking the rough questions. I didn't, I didn't want to uh, call Anthony out, but you know Tim Reynolds or uh, Ira Winderman have pumped their fists after a big heat shot or something. I love the story on Levitard that they swear that Dan did a fist bump after Udonis Haslam baseline jumper. Anthony, you're back. Oh, sorry if I was a little off at first. I was like hearing myself back. I couldn't hear. No, yeah, it. I know. Me too. And I thought the content was good, so I didn't want to stop it. Because I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what's going on? Oh, Alex asked you um, if you had a pose. Uh, no pose. No pose. Just, okay. just really. That sounds like an awful way to like experience sports. Like you're just, you don't know who's going to win. You've probably written like three different articles depending and then Dion hits that, and then like, what do you, you have to like change the whole end, right? Yeah, you. I mean, you have to make it about that moment. So it's really difficult. And like for basketball, every game pretty much at seven thirty, if you're lucky. Sometimes at eight o'clock, and you're just always on deadline. Like those NFL writers, you know, one o'clock, one p.m. game, they have six hours to file their story. Uh, basketball is tough. Basketball is really hard to cover in that in that respect. You can't even get quotes for your story after, right? I mean, you put in quotes after, but sometimes it only makes the web because they need the print version earlier, obviously, for to send it to the printer. So, yeah, I don't even. Honestly, what do, Anthony, Anthony, yeah. what are we doing? 
What are we doing? No, I, I know. I know. That's why I, I really just focus on the web. And then, you know, I, I let the people in the office take care of print because, you know, if I worry about both platforms, it's just too much. Too much. That's, that's like- I have another follow-up. Yes. Yeah. So, Anthony, since you're saying that you have less time than uh, football writers, are you saying that you are more important and better your job than Jason Leiser? Of course. I did not, I mean, I did not say that. I, I, you yeah, know. He did. That's what but I took from you. Yeah, me too. We have different challenges. <laughs> we have different challenges. But it was, it was, deadline-wise, deadline-wise, it's tougher. It was what you didn't say, Anthony, that gave it away. Okay. Yep. No, we I, know all about that. Fine. You can, Take it, take it for what, take it for for what it's worth. I guess you can Harry's you can interpret it that way. I'm fine with that. Harry, lower the mic a little because you're a little loud. Oh, that was too loud. Sorry. Yeah, you just you just thundered in and it you know exploded <laughs> in all our eardrums. I'm sure our listeners are gonna really appreciate that. That's his role. Um, that's your role. Andrews. He's you are Alex today. All right, let's get into more heat specific things. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of roster, like who's who's on the bubble and stuff. This is so cliched sports radio. Um, I really like Matt Williams, man. I, that guy, there's a need for that in this league, and I think he can help. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, I think now things have changed with this Ryan Magruder injury. Oh which my god! It, it could be out for the season. It could be out for a few months. I think it's still up in the air right now. The Heat say they're still it's evaluating. The it sounds like he's going to have surgery. So um, that hasn't been announced formally yet, but. Uh, he, he, it looks like he's going to miss a, a good amount of time. So let's leave it at that. But with that said, you know, before I think we all, we all expected the 15 guaranteed contracts to make the roster. And then, you know, guys like Matt Williams, DeAndre Liggins, um, Eric McCree, those, all those guys that they were going to be sent to the D league. Um, now with Ronnie Magruder out, you know, it makes you wonder, can, can you keep AJ Hammonds? as a 15 spot i know it's a guaranteed contract but do you need another center you know in that last spot he hasn't even played this preseason or do you keep a guy like deandre liggins who has experience uh who who was a two-time defensive player in the year of the year in in the g league uh play small forward shooting guard can really kind of fill that rodney role if you need it um pretty pretty well um you, you keep him and just eat the money from aj hammond's contract uh, Matt Williams, like you said, is another guy who I know that he'd like, and he's another option that you could say, well, we could keep him in his shooting, and he can be the 15th guy. So I, I think it makes this weekend a little more interesting to see what the Heat are going to do. Well, and it kind of came at a bad time because they, they, I think they were under the impression that we're going to have these guys, and now they got to make a decision, kind of on the fly, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think they expected this, so it definitely changes things. You know, we'll see what we're going to see what they do. But again, it, may, it just makes you wonder, like, can you afford keeping a center? I mean, yeah, they have enough wings. And if, if everyone stays healthy, they should be OK. But well, we, that's not how that's not how you, sports. Is. Yeah. Do you yeah. take that chance, especially with what this team went through last season and all the injuries they they experienced? So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one of these guys like uh, to me, Liggins is the most probably the, the, the one that, that sticks out as like the top candidate, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Matt Williams got, uh, is the one I guess that's the last spot, or maybe the Heat maybe he say, look, we'll, we'll take what we have we're fine with uh, AJ Hammonds um, taking that last spot, but it just, right now I think it's a little more uncertain than it was a few hours ago. 
Well, well, Anthony, with the two-way contracts, what is it? The players got to stay less than thirty days in the NBA. Is that the? It's is that 45 the language? Days. Forty-five, 45 days. And you can so really I'm, manipulate it. You can really manipulate it to like make it most of those forty-five days game. So you could you could really stretch it out, but um, I wouldn't. You know, yeah. There, I think the guys in the two-way contracts they want them. In, they want them in the D League, obviously. They want them to be developing over there. Um, so I don't think it'll be a two-way contract guy that you depend on to fill the spot for Rodney. Well, that's why that's why my thought was I think they're going to um, – I know that Matt Williams signed a contract, but it could be converted to a two-way. I think he's – I think right. I think uh, Matt Williams and Derek Walton Jr. will get the two-way contracts. And then if you're on a night where you're, you're, you're suffering injuries, you could call – you could bring them in. And if you needed an extra player or something, but – the Heat are still, even with the Rodney Magruder injury, they're about ten or eleven deep. I mean, they have they have guys yeah. to play every night. They don't, you know, they they have a deep rotation even with an unfortunate injury. Yeah, I mean, they do. That's why, like, they could they could afford to keep AJ Hammond. It's just, you know, then the bottom of your roster is, you know, you have a center that you really don't need. But I guess the benefit of keeping him is you don't eat that money because AJ Hammond's contract is not just this year. He he's guaranteed money next year as well. So he's going to have next season too, which, you know, yeah, it's like 1.5 million. It's not that much, but still that could what be a was different. The, what was the, what was the point? Like that McBob. was, that was, that's the McBob. price of that getting off trade? McBob. That's a trade. Yeah. They gave up yeah, a second, a future right. second rounder. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Hey, nah, look, this, big look, Bob, this big Bob thing's never going away, man. No, it, it hangs over the organization forever. But look, I was doing the math earlier and the, he could have stretched McRoberts. But it would have been two million dollar cap hits for the next this year and the next two years, and basically, if they if they release Hammonds and they have to eat basically one point five million this year and like one point five million next year, and they're done. You know, it's still better even if they have to release AJ Hammonds. He never plays again, and they just have to pay him anyway. It's still better and cheaper than stretching McRoberts. So, I guess you can't. The trade was good in the end, either way. No, yeah, no, it it, it was what it like was. Bob still isn't healthy. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Is he ever going to play in the league again? I don't know. If he, he, has, he hasn't played yet. I haven't been following him. He hasn't played mm-hmm. yet for Dallas? Nope. I was hearing about that the other day that they're saying that uh, they wouldn't. people wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't on the team in a few months because of him not being able to get on the court. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Can I point out that Giancarlo thought Matt Williams was white two days ago? I did think he was white. No, it was, yeah, the game of the game. I go in the group chat. I've I'd never, Anthony, I have not seen a lot of preseason. I'm in semester. I'm, I've had a lot of exams. I've been projects. I have not watched enough preseason. So I finally watched a little bit of preseason yesterday. And um, I've heard Brian talk, because I think Matt Williams went to UCF, right? Yeah, he did. I have his phone number. Okay, well, you wow, your mic is really bad. Poor Brian. <laughs> Back to timeout. Um, yeah. So Matt, what a lame, what a lame brag. I have Matt Williams. I have future G leaguer Matt Williams phone number. Um, I'd never seen him play, and I know Brian like interviewed him at UCF or whatever. And uh, I I see like a guy hit a three. I'm like, ah, oh, who is that? And Eric Reed saying how Matt Williams is doing great, and I was like, wait, he's black. John Carlo, I, I think you meant fu- I think you meant future three point three point shootout champion. That guy's that guy can shoot. I mean, if that, if guy, the, that guy can shoot, 
if the Heat want to send him to uh, All Star Weekend, you know, just to just to hang out and shoot some threes, I mean, he he could shoot. That was supposed to be Rodney. That was supposed to be Rodney. Well, he was on his way. Oh, not with that jumper. Yeah, it's sometimes I, I, sometimes I the, sometimes the Magruder jumper is a little flat, but the uh, the Matt Williams jumper is pretty. Yeah, Steve's better. Can he can he fill Rodney's role defensively though? That's the question. What? Can he fill Rodney's Ooh. role defensively? Yeah. The thing the thing I like about Rodney that I think I know a lot uh, people on Twitter were saying, you know, it's it's a loss, but his production's replaceable. I I don't I think the only one that can replace that production is Josh Richardson for the reason that Rodney can defend. Yeah. Rodney Multiple can spots. shoot the ball. Ro- yeah, Rodney Rodney can defend on all spots of the floor. He he does the as we all joke, the little things. And that guy can shoot, man. And I think the combination of defense and shoot, I mean, Trevor Reza has gotten paid a lot of money just to do that. Like they're like that in this league, as long as you defend and shoot and do nothing else, you don't have to do anything else. As long as you defend and shoot, you will make a lot of money in that league. Yep. And I think one of the things that is overlooked is I wasn't right about this actually next week, but now I can't. Rodney adjusted his shooting mechanics in the offseason. He kind of made the same adjustment Gore made last year with the with the Heat shooting coach Rob Fedor of uh, sh- quick, you know, making uh, making his release faster, taking out uh, some mo- some some kind of unneeded movement when he shoots. And you could, I mean, it was a small sample size, but he was shooting 44% from three in the preseason. Um, so it's, it's just a shame because he really worked on his game to become better as that spot-up shooter because he knew he was going to have to play a lot with Dion and Goran. And he would have he would have fit well with them in, in that starting lineup. Um, so I think you're right. I think that he do lose something. Yeah, it's, you know, he's not the best player on the team, but he was very valuable to this roster. And you saw it last year when they went 30-11. and 11, He was in the middle of all that. And I'm trying to look up his shooting numbers, but I know at, one, at some point last season, I mean, he, he was shooting lights out. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good shooter. I mean, yeah, there were some moments, yeah, he, he was a sh- kind of a streaky shooter last season. Uh, there were some stretches where he couldn't make a three and then some stretches where he couldn't miss a three. But again, he really worked on it to become a more consistent shooter. That's what he said. He wanted to be reliable as a three-point shooter. Um, and that's what the Heat wanted him to work on, obviously, because that's what he's needed for. Um, and it seemed like he really had made some progress there, but uh, it's a big step back for him, unfortunately. Harrison, what were you going to say? I mean, I, I like Rodney. I think he's a good player. I think I called him a bulldog earlier. You like you like that kind of mentality and player on your team. He's definitely definitely a good role player. Um, honestly, I think he would have eaten into a lot of minutes of guys that you want playing more. Uh, you're going to miss Rodney a lot if TJ or Josh Richardson go down with an injury. But for right now, if your top 10 guys are healthy – you're okay. I mean, I know they wanted him to start because he was shooting well in the preseason and he could spread the floor maybe better than some other guys, but I think it might have been a flash in the pan, and I'm guessing, even with the change in mechanics, that he would have went back to what he was shooting last year. And and not that I I never want to see an injury, and, um, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I don't think we're going to miss him as much as some people think we are. Just my two cents. Man, that's 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 negative. At me, dude. At me. I am the number one recruiter stand. I'm out here defending Rodney's honor. Um, 
I guess this is going to be this is going to give a lot more responsibility to I think not really Winslow I think more Jay Rich because they're yeah. they kind of have similar um you know roles and Josh is impressed in the preseason he's been really good and man while I don't like seeing Rodney go down and I think that's a huge loss it's gonna I don't, I don't know if that um excess and responsibility is gonna be good for a young guy like Josh Richardson maybe he steps up but I'm I'm of the I'm of the school of thought of you kind of want to limit guys' roles until you 100 percent know that they're ready, you know? Yeah, but I, I I get I get what Harry's saying though because I think Josh Richardson is gonna get more minutes now. Yeah, not not a ton more. He was still gonna get big minutes anyway, but um, I, I think Josh Richardson, like you said, is gonna have more responsibility. He's gonna play a couple more minutes a game now, and that Justice is gonna be another guy that is probably gonna be playing a lot more minutes than he would have before Rodney in there. So Justice, Justice and Jay Rich, they're the two draft picks. Rodney, and, you know, he doesn't have to rely on them to, to, to get it done. And maybe that's good for Justice. Maybe that's good for Jay Rich. We'll see. But I, I don't think it's ever good to lose someone you expected to be in the starting lineup. Um, so I don't think it's a good thing. It's not the worst thing that could have happened to the Heat, but it's definitely not, not a good thing to, ha- to happen a week before the start of the year. And – yeah, and and Anthony, I think Justice was struggling so bad in the preseason that there were, if Rodney was healthy, there there might have been some nights where Justice might even even not made the rotation, you know, on maybe, nights where yeah. maybe. And now, now I think I don't know what what took so long, but you kind of saw that Justice is whether he's shooting well or not, he's really good running the point forward off the bench. I mean, that's that he's got great vision; he can really pass the ball, and that's kind of what you want Justice to be doing. You want him to be leading the second unit. Um, because yeah. he's the best. He's the best ball handler after Goron, I think, I, in my opinion. And I and um, I think he's going to get more minutes now to show what he needs to do. Better than yeah. Dion. Yeah, yeah. De- Dion and TJ are not not as good at handling them. Well, TJ, I know TJ is not a good ball handler, but Dion Dion's good creator, and he gets to the, he gets to the the rim fairly easy. It's, these are different. You're you're are like they're different things. I mean, yeah, he. I agree with you about Dion. He's a good but, passer. I mean, Dion can distribute. Like Dion's a Dion's a good ball handler. He's the second best on the Justice. I think is right there with him. But I don't think it's. I mean, it's not. It's not any sign of important to argue. I'm just, just saying that Dion. Do you like anime? Huh? Do you like anime? It's Tyler Johnson guy, man. Why is Brian, that so Brian. loud? Brian, what are you doing tonight, man? Brian's having Brian's having the worst production day ever. The only good thing he's done is call Anthony. That's all. This is the only good thing he's done. He got Anthony on the line, and he has it. and he has Matt Williams phone number. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's it. So is Rob Fodor going to retire after he fixes Justice Jumper? Oh, that's funny. Uh, I don't know. I mean. We'll see if he's we'll able to fix it, but um, so far it doesn't look like he's. It still looks like there's a long way to go. So, will that be his magnum opus? Think, what? <laughs> he he asked if that would be his magnum opus. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I feel, I feel bad for Justice because I think that he has all these. And Anthony, have you talked to him about this? Does he feel like? Does he feel pressured by developing a jump shot like quickly? Do you, have you talked to him about that? He I, he's really putting in the work, and I I wrote about it a couple of weeks ago. He's 
all off season. He took Ralph Woodrow with him to Singapore when he went uh, went with the NBA over there to do a camp. He he's working for an hour and a half after practice just on his outside shot before practice. He's putting a lot of pressure on himself. He says he wants to be an all star. He wants to be take that he he's a, he's confident that he could be a go to player on the team. Um, so I think he's really like it's not like he doesn't want it. He wants that. He knows he needs to be an, a good shooter. He, you know, he says he doesn't want to be the weak link and not be able to stretch the floor when he's out there. Um, but the fact is, he he might just never be a good outside shooter. That maybe that's just not his game. But that um, can't be helping him the way he's feeling. Like I like I feel like what you're saying makes sense because he forces like I think he tries to like force jump shots and like force even if he's like yeah. wide open and that can't be good for him. But I th- also think at night like yesterday like Wednesday against the Wizards um was good for him because he got to see he can impact the game in a totally different role like you know like Harry was saying as a facilitator uh as a po- point forward and just driving to the basket and putting shooters all around him and he just sprays passes all over to whoever's open for a three-point shot so he's a good he's a really good passer he has good handles um he looks quicker because he lost about 10-15 pounds so he looks quicker um, so Defender. maybe that's the role for him. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I, I don't think he's going to start because I just don't see him getting that chance to have that point forward role with Goran and Dion on the floor because those guys are going to have the ball in their hands. Justice is going to be standing in a corner pretty much with that lineup. So I think Justice comes off the bench um, in a lineup that has Wayne Ellington, you know, Kelly Olenek, just shooters all over. And, and you have Justice there up top with the ball in his hands kind of with weapons all around him. <laughs> Alex, are we laughing at the same thing? Harrison, you're, you're breathing like I did 52 I've pounds ago. I've been noticing ago. that. I've been noticing that. Oh, bro, it's, it's the heaviest breathing. Yo. Have you seen that cat meme? And it's like a really fat cat, and the cat like breathes heavy. That's that's Harrison. Hold on. I know you watch Jesus and Mero. They Mero does yeah. this thing where like he does a Mike Francesa. Uh, yes, just, I've heard it. And, and at the beginning of the impersonation, it's him going, and Harrison's doing that the whole time. And it's funny because like you know that Harrison wants to give his take, and he's like, <laughs> "Well, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't notice. I was I spilled some water, and so I went to go, I went to go clean that up, and uh, I thought I was muted, so I didn't know I was making breathing sounds. So that's not, been- not great." Oh, that's great. Ask your question, Anthony. We need to cut that up. <laughs> that's be like a, so that's like a show open. Do I do I sound like do I sound like the guy from you ever watch Hey Arnold? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Alright, well I apologize. I was just gonna say that I, I think whatever the heat do with the lineup, that they have to find a way to stagger Justice and uh, JJ because they both have pretty similar skill sets. So I think if Olenek started, you'd probably want to start Justice. But if JJ started, you might want to go with Richardson. I'm not sure if Spo will follow that, but I, I think that's what I would do if I was looking at similar lineups. Well, um, I see that. I, 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 I get that. I, it makes sense. But I just at the same time, even if Olenek is out there as, as a starter, I still don't think Justice is a good fit just because of having Goran and Dion with the ball primarily. I think Justice will get caught in the corner a lot in that group. And that's not what you want from him. He's not effective as just a spot-up shooter 
you know, standing at the three-point line. I think, yeah, point, maybe, they do, maybe a... they do stagger um, James and, and, and just off the bench. Um, but I, I just, I can't, I just can't. I mean, maybe it happens. You, you never know. Spo is known for his, his, his going against the grain, but I, I don't, I just can't see Justice starting with that group. Yo, if they figure out how to use that lineup properly, if they if you figure that they start Olenek at the four and maybe Jay Rich at the three, if they can figure out how to utilize like TJ and JJ together with Justice as a primary ball handler off the bench, those two yeah. units are gonna be so lethal. But that's gonna be difficult, man, because like Harrison was saying, Alex, Alex, what? Alex, lethal, lethal, absolutely lethal. lethal. That was their bread and butter last year. They had guys lethal. come in off the bench and they were lethal. They need to be more lethal. How about I that? That's like my analysis. Anthony, Anthony, last show, for some reason, we convinced ourselves that this Heat team was a step away from being the 2014 Spurs. Like, we talked ourselves into that idea, and we realized how ridiculous we sound talking about this team. Like, Alex calling a lineup of a team that's probably going to be under 500 lethal. Relative to bench lineups, my guy. That's that's, that's the fun of being 0-0. You have all this hope and optimism you know enjoy it now because who knows in a month you never know where you're gonna be so enjoy it so bam needs to be in the rotation all right yes bam i mean yeah i think he he i think he's a guy that gets more minutes now just because of the rodney injury because i think he was like the 11th man kind of on the team uh and obviously he moved up a spot now to 10 to the 10th man so if this team actually does go 10 um i think he'll get some minutes i don't think we'll get big minutes but I think he does play a little more than we all expected. Hope he takes the Linux minutes. Um, no, but honestly, Bam is like the anti Hassan when it comes to posting up because he'll like only post up when he has great position, as opposed to Hassan. He'll just like Hassan's never seen a posted position he doesn't yeah. like. Well, I mean, Bam looked good last night, and man, like he can fly. So if he if he can get some refine his game a little, you know, and become a more uh, efficient player and pick his spots. Like you said, he's, he's, he's been, he's been pretty good so far as far as, you know, picking his spots and, and posting up in the right, you know, in the right opportunities. So we'll see. I mean, he, he, he definitely have an impact rebounding, I think in defense, um, but we'll see how his offensive game comes along. There's Anthony, just, I'm sorry. Anthony, oh no, I, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. Harrison, you go in before I change the subject. I just, I just wanted to say that there's, Anthony, there's a big issue with, you know, Bam is a rookie. Justice has only played one full season and only one year at Duke. I mean, people have to be patient with these guys. They, they see one good game or one good play, and they expect it to happen every single time. And it's completely unrealistic for, like, the Heat, or, the Heat obviously want that to happen every single time. But that takes, you know, that, that takes the player really getting adjusted. And we got we got to be patient. Ba- yeah, Bam looks good. He looks like he has the physical tools to be a great player. But yeah. you can't, uh, you know. He's 20. he's 20 years old, you know, like you said. Yeah. And, yeah. It's sports. Nobody's that rational. Nobody wants to wait. Everyone just wants to make the bustest joke. Who cares? Come on. And, I almost made one earlier this podcast. <laughs> I hate you. I get he, it, he but we... But, but, but guys, we're we're delivering heat news, you know, what our opinions. We should be the voice of reason, whether whether we're right or not. That's why Gianni, you got to stop with these stupid takes about TJ and Olinick. They're both good players who will contribute to this team. I think I think they're both good players, absolutely. And they're both Tyler's a, Tyler's a good player and Tyler contributes. I've I've never said Tyler's a bad player. 
I've said Tyler's going to get overpaid next year, and it's going to be an awful cap situation that they're not going to be able to get out of. But I think Tyler's a wonderfully productive player. He's great in his role. I've said time and time again, I don't like that he can't really handle the ball, but he's an excellent cutter. He's a great shooter. He's a very good rebounder. and He's a very, very active defender, and he helps them switch. Even though he's undersized, he helps them. My concerns with him have always been the same things. The contract, the ball handling, and the fact that he doesn't care about his body and they're going to need him and he's not going to be available. So he's consistent with that. So let it let it play out. Why are you worried about next year when we're this year? I mean, they'll have hand- like when you're when you're building a team and we've done like a million TJ shows like when you're building a team, you just you have to think about the big picture and like that's not good big picture thinking. Right. Like that's that's been my point. But I think he's a good productive player. I think Olenek is going to be a very good productive player for them. I don't like the contract. I don't like giving him years. But do I think he's going to be I think he's going to have a career year this year. I think this is a great system for him. I think he's going to be have an increased role on this team. He's going to be in a spread offense with D, with Dion and Goran, who are good players, especially Goran's going to Goran's going to make him better. We still haven't really seen him play a lot with Goran. Uh, like he's gonna have a lot of uh, double big high low pass uh, players. Like he's gonna, they're gonna be good players. Like I'm not arguing that, but like we're not playing for like they're not playing for this year. They're not playing for next year. You know what I mean? Like that's my thing. Like that. Like he's not in any sort of future plans. He's just like a stopgap, and like I don't want a stopgap. Okay. Well, like Tyler's the same. Like, okay. Well, that contract Tyler's not long term. Well, listen. I like I like my team. I like my team doing well. These guys will play well Me in too. our system. And just let it let it happen, man. Like, take a deep breath, get your favorite tea out, drink that, and just enjoy yourself. Like mint tea, by every, the way. I mint, love mint tea. Good. That's good for you. Everything's gonna be okay. Uh, let's just you know. Listen. If Tyler has another productive season and can manage to stay healthy, his contract, as big as it is next year. Can be traded. Olinick at ten million, eleven million a year. If he has a good year, can be moved. These are movable pieces. Let's relax about getting angry. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna be good. These are gonna be good guys. Angry. I didn't yell. I was very calm, Anthony. I I right, Anthony. I was calm, collected. Said you're my calm. points clearly. I, I sent some anger toward Tyler Johnson, but you're calm a little about bit. it. A little, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on this thing. I mean, I'm trying not to slander so much, you know. I'm trying G- to be nicer. Gianni, we've been doing this podcast for what three years together now. I know when you're upset, you don't have to be yelling, you know, at your high pitched squeal. But I also know when you're getting annoyed about things. So yeah, you don't have to be yelling, but I could tell you need some. You need just need to, you know, take a deep breath and enjoy, and you'll be okay. It's funny and because I, we did. Uh, I, I I know I've agreed with Harry a bunch of times already, but I think he he's, he's onto something. Like this team is going to be a playoff team if they stay if it stays healthy. Um, but th- it'll be a playoff team. It's going to be a fun team to watch. They're not going to win a championship, but I think Wait, that you have to hope for there. No, have, no guts. You have no to guts. hope for that these guys live up to their contracts because at that if that happens you can move some of these contracts and the heat really feel like they're one step away. They feel like if they could fall into some disgruntled star that's out there and they could trade some of these guys away for a star, I think that they can, that will will propel them to the next level. So as long as these guys live up to their contracts and Deion Wade doesn't have a totally revert back to his old ways or James Johnson all of a sudden becomes a player he used to be, I think the heat are in a good spot where, 
if they stay as pad, they're a good team. They'll be a solid team in the East. And if they can move some of these guys for a better player, they're in a good position as well. So um, I think that's the point of this year. Just make sure these guys live up to their contracts. And, are you, you a know, year we'll away from being a year away? Uh, yeah, Anthony, you said, where the heat matter, you said very matter of frankly that they're going to be a playoff team. I'm not so sure about that. Another bad take. I don't, I don't. I think. That, I think. I'm pretty sure they won't be. I don't. I mean, who is it? Who? Who? Who's going to make the playoffs in the East other than the Heat? Well, they're definitely making the playoffs, especially now with Batum being out for two months yeah. or whatever it is. Charlotte was like the only team I could think of that are that's that was probably under them as a as a as a playoff bet. Other than that, who who are you betting on? Detroit. My my it, thing with them was they needed great shooting for them to be a good offense. Like a good, like their offense was never like great, but like to be because the defense we know is going to be there. Like this is probably the, the, this defense is going to be a very good defense. I think what the question marks are: what is the offense going to look like? How good is that offense going to be? And a lot of that's going to depend on shooting. And as we saw the first half of last night, and a lot in this preseason, they're not shooting the ball well. That offense is really, really bad. They're scoring nineteen points in a quarter against bad, you know bad preseason defense you know what i mean so my concern is offense how is that gonna look because james johnson has has he, has he still gone three lists in this um in this preseason um justice made one like, before him justice made one before him wow justice, justice really better two last night justice <laughs> justice you, but but Gianni, you got to understand that the the makings of Spo offense is driving to the basket and corner threes. And even if and even if the shots aren't falling, if they're getting good looks, Spo won't care. And over time, th- um, they'll start to go in. That's what happened last season, and that's what we're kind of you know, it'll it'll work. We've added some guys that can shoot. Kelly Olynyk shot fifty percent from the corners last year, so. These are these are improvements to a team that really found themselves at the end of last season. I don't think they will, you know. I don't think they're on. They were on pace to be a sixty-win team if they had done. I, I don't think they're a sixty-win team. I think they're very close to fifty, and this is kind of where they're headed. Yeah, some nights the offense isn't going to fall, but they're good enough defensively uh, for that not really to to matter all the time. And that that's how I feel about this Heat team. So they're absolutely a playoff team. I have no idea what, what you're, what you're thinking. Otherwise, I mean, worst case scenario, they're seven or eight, but they're definitely getting in the Pacers, the bulls. And, um, I forgot which other, and the, and the Hawks are all garbage. They're going to be fighting for the number one seed. So number one draft pick, number one draft pick, reverse seating. I was thinking of tankathon. Anthony, Detroit, I'm, Brooklyn, I Philadelphia. Um, I want to I want to change to something funny in a second, but I, I was working on a I was working on a story. And last season, are you aware that the Heat per one hundred possessions, opponents shot they limited opponents to the fewest amount of threes in the league per hundred possessions. And of those threes, the Heat are se- um, second or third. I can't look at the graph well in percentages of threes contested. Wow. The the Heat had by far the best three point defense in the league last year, and they ran guys off the line more than anyone else in the league, and they were contesting about eighty five percent of threes the opponents took. And, and that's interesting because some argue that three point defense isn't a uh, a skill that it's luck, but when you look at that more in depth like that about contested shots and 
run, you know, running guys off the three point line, that kind of shows you that it can be a skill. So that's, that's interesting for sure. That's like, I, I, for me, that was the biggest thing that I could hold up in favor of Spo of like, look, look what this defense was about. They knew that they wanted to like, you know, as what does Tony say? Cut, cut the, cut the snake at the head, right? Like limit three point attempts. That's what this league's about. All right, moving on. Uh, Brian wanted to ask some questions, but Brian's mic's not working. Uh, Brian wanted to know if Pat Riley watches. Oh, you sent me so many. My God, does Pat Riley watch Hassan's snap stories? Oh, I've seen these in my when I ask for mailback questions. I've seen these questions pop up in my. my oh, these are mailback questions. Is Brian just stealing mailback questions? <laughs> I think he might have asked me that question. Actually, it might have been his. It oh, might have been he? his question. These, is this, is Brian, is Brian, <laughs> Brian asked you questions for the mailbag and they didn't make it. You know, we're not even going to answer that. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> but I do, I do imagine like that. He's got people watching it for him. I will say. Look, guys- I'll say. I will say the Heat are aware of Hassan Whiteside Snapchat. That's what I'll say, right there. But yeah, I'll is leave it the ball, that. dude. Is it the ball, dude? I'll leave it the security at that right guy. Here. What's his name? <laughs> Does he have a name? The guy that takes care of everything. That guy. That guy's scary. Hey, Anthony, what's Jay Sable doing with his hair? What? What? What is? Why? He used to be, and his has Jay Sable gained weight? <laughs> Long hair. It don't looks care. to me like it looks to me that Jay Sable grew out his his hair and he gained a little weight. And Jay Sable's a heat lifer, correct? He is Jay a Sable, heat lifer. Heat lifer? Yeah, I know, dude. So, you know, have you asked him why he grew out the hair? Like, is there a story I haven't behind asked that? Him. I haven't asked him, but I mean, hey, whatever, whatever, whatever you want no, to do. No, listen, I'm- that's, I, listen, I'm all for, you know, personal empowerment and feeling like good about yourself. I'm just curious as to what, that's a pretty big change that he's kept for a while. You just want a different look, but why not? You know, why but not? that's kind of radical. You know what I mean? He used to be very clean cut. I like it. Inspire the players. Okay, Brian wants to know who's who who's the front runner for replacing uh Tony Fiorentino, which I think this has been discussed that it's almost a lock to be uh Crotty, right? I honestly word on the street. Honest, I have no information on that. But I mean that's a good guess just because he he's a broadcaster for the team already. So that's a really good guess, but I, I don't knew, know. You know what's no, funny, I Anthony? I knew what? you were going to say that, and I didn't want to ask the question. And then Brian sent all caps, ask about Tony. <laughs> Brian, you have had the worst judgment today. Like, the worst. And, it's and you know, Brian texted me earlier, and he goes, so what do you want to talk about on the show today? Brian, Brian just texted me, bleep you. <laughs> um, he's like, what do you want to talk about the show today? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess like roster cuts, you know, Rodney Magruder. I wanted to talk about how uh, Jordan Mickey can't stop running into charges. And then Brian just goes, yawn. Well, look who's laughing now, Brian. All your damn boring topics. He can't even defend himself because he can't talk. He can't because he's going to ruin the show. At the end of the day, Brian cares about the show more than anything. Team player, player. Brian is the ultimate team player. Anthony, do you have to go? Or are we keeping you? Um, I, have a, I have some more. I have some more time. But I don't. I have like ten, five or ten more minutes. Okay, we'll keep you for five or ten. Brian, turn off your mic. I know you turned it back on. I'm from WQAM. What? what? Hey, it's Mark Stop. Hockman. 
You're bad today, dude. Just 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 <laughs> sit out, dude. Just sit out. Just sit sit right next to Jordan Mickey on the bench. Anthony, do they like him? They do. I mean, he's look at the way he plays. I mean, he he looks like a heat guy. Uh he can stretch the floor, the shooting. He's really a good shot blocker. I think Spolcher calls him the elite the team's leading shot blocker in training camp. Um Is that a shot at Hassan? Or is that just uh, that Hassan's not trying? A, I think it's more of a compliment just because it, <laughs> he even said it. He said this is a camp that includes the NBA's uh, top shot blocker and he's leading the you know Jordan Mickey's leading the team in blocks in training camp so I think it was a more of a compliment but um and he he led the country in blocks at LSU so it's like it's what he does and he's a big dude man you talk about blocking shots and making threes and playing defense and rebounding that's that's what the heat likes so I'm I'm not surprised they went after him for at all is Anthony is Hassan like I love how this has just become us asking Anthony questions is uh is Hassan like still like gym ratting with like James Johnson and TJ and all those guys? Because like, uh, like judging, just judging from social media, like he started off like super like obsessed. We're working late and stuff like that, and like with the guys in the gym and with with Haslam and all that. And that kind of I've just seen less and less of that. I was wondering if that's still a thing that happens or like or what. Well, I think in the off season they were a lot, but now when the season started, um, I don't think they do. He was. He was. They don't do that working out with them and stuff. Yeah, they were. And at the arena, they'd meet a lot of times at the arena, uh, whether it was Wayne Ellington and Hassan or uh, Hassan and James Johnson and Tyler Johnson or some of the young guys or Haslam. Um, They would, in the offseason, they would often meet at the arena and work out. Um, But now the season started, (laughs) they've practiced, and that's about it because they have to, you know, obviously it's a different different ballgame now. Anthony, how much information do you have on how um, honest the Heat were or like how, not honest, but how truly interested they were when Dwayne became available? Because just judging from how the entire thing played out, to me, and again, I'm not a reporter or anything, but it would appear that they did not seem particularly too interested in him. And I was wondering if you had any information um, about that. I think they, they were interested. And Haslam even said it. He spoke to Dwayne about the opening. And no, Haslam, Haslam was that. interested. Was Haslam was the front interested. office. Int- right. But, like, right. was di- the heat different. front yeah. office. Haslam, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's different. Haslam was obviously interested. Um, but I think Dwayne and the Heat both knew it, it, the timing just wasn't right. They had, to, they had to kind of be interested just because it's Dwayne Wade. And no, that's they have what I to felt. show interest. But I think both both sides kind of knew it's just it just didn't make sense at all for for either side. You know, Dwayne wouldn't have started, and he would have eaten into the minutes of Josh Richardson and and Dion Waiters and these guys that you just gave uh, big money to, invested money into. Um, to have Dwayne Wade here, you know, at thirty five, thirty six years old, it just it didn't make sense at all. And I think I think like like I said, both sides knew that, and it really. Yeah, it was nice that he were interested, but I think it was more of a, a token. PR move? <laughs> yeah, P, kind of. Yeah, so um, to answer your question, I don't know. I don't think the interest was super, you know, they, they were like begging him to come. But they said, look, we have an open door. If you want to come, did they make? Come, did but... they indeed make an offer, though? Like, did they did they extend the mid-level to him? or That I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing they might not have made a formal offer, but if they said they were interested, that's really the only thing they could offer him. So... Um, I think he knew what was on the table if he wanted to come here. 
but um and i don't think i ever got that far it just like just from the jump i felt like if they truly wanted him like that would have happened like i i feel all it would have taken was maybe even a phone call from from riley to say hey dude you know come home yeah i, I don't know but, that's one thing i know i don't know if riley reached out or spoke to him i i don't know that I mean, maybe he did maybe he did i don't know but um, I kind of feel I, like I, he would have made a point to the media that he did do it. Right. I mean, we haven't, call. we haven't spoken to Riley um, since then. But, yeah, you maybe you're right. Maybe that would have come out if he did, if he did call. Um, but, I mean, the, I know it's Cleveland, but the situation is re- – that's a good situation for him. It makes sense. It, it, makes, it, yeah. it makes perfect sense. To be the starting makes, shooting guard on a, on a championship contender, like, at, thir- at that age, that's – you can't get with his, that. with his friend, with his brother, yeah. right? I mean, they so, moved low to the five just so that they they can fit D Rose and D Wade there in the starting backcourt. So like they're they clearly like are are adapting, like they're not just throwing him in there with still with D Rose and Tristan Thompson as the five. And it seems to me like UD was the Heat representative, and like and like that whole scenario. I don't know. Yeah, think, he's, he's think, the bridge. Um, he's the bridge. I mean, he's he's one of Dwayne's closest friends. So. If, Dwayne is ever going to come back. It's going to be through UD. Um, I don't think that's I don't think doubt, he ever so. plays here again, Anthony. Man, it's, I don't know. I, I've always thought that next year was the year, but the way he talked about the Heat in his Cleveland press conference, uh, I just can't help but think that there's some still some, some bitterness between the two sides. Um, so I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he – ends up like a Paul Pierce where he comes for one day and then retires. I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. And he even said that. And when he said that, I'm like, Ooh, that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and he kind of checkmates the heat. Cause I'm sure that that would probably, I'm sure that they wouldn't want that, but they kind of have to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause they have to stay face with the fans. Like that's, you know, you gotta, you, if Dwayne wants to do that, you gotta do it. Wade's going to ring chase for the rest of his career. I mean, that's just what he's decided to do. He's, you know, I mean, e- even though even though most of us realize that if the Warriors stay healthy, Cleveland isn't getting close to a championship. You know, he's with his buddy now. He'll follow LeBron next year wherever he decides to go or if he stays in Cleveland. And then whatever time he's got left, he's just going to he's just going to ring chase. And that's what he's decided to do. After years of after years of saying he would never do anything like that, which is fine. You're allowed to change yeah, your mind. Uh, listen, no, no, no. no you're, has you're... been so. Yeah, dude. Come on. We've all said. We've all said. I'm never gonna do X, and then we end up doing X. I mean, come on. We've all done that. No, no. And, I, and I, I, that, go ahead. No, 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 Anthony, go. Yeah, you can go. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, and everyone's saying, well, he Dwayne didn't want to go to Cleveland last year. He said he was never gonna go there. Cleveland can only offer him last year like three or four million dollars. And he wasn't going to take that to, to, to go to Cleveland and, and win a championship, but he got the money he wanted from Chicago. So that, that allowed him to kind of take a discount and, and, and play for Cleveland at the minimum. Because if he would have went to Cleveland last year, how bad would that have looked? That would have been horrible. Miami for $20 million on the table to go play for an exception in Cleveland. Like, that would have looked awful. So it, it just it, it, it made a lot more sense this time. But Anthony, does doesn't it look worse that he you know that he went to Chicago because they have a terrible front office. He knew that he could steal money from them and end up in Cleveland anyway. So you know, yeah. Man, I, I don't think that was so premeditated, Harry. And I know like I like I know that you legitimately believe that. <laughs> 
Like I know that you legit think uh, that this was schemed. Harrison that LeBron is, so is sure. a, listen. It's, LeBron is the puppet master behind all of this, and I know that you think that. Man, I don't think that they did that. I it's think it has more to do with the circumstances. Kyrie's not there. Isaiah's hurt. They needed playmakers last year off the bench, even when they were healthy. Like they're throwing Darren they, like, Williams. They got out their there. money back. Yes, of course they improved. They're gonna go from you know, D. Will you know and Iman Shepard to D. Wade and and like D. Rose and like they, now they have Jay Crowder. Like they have some. They're deeper now. It made sense. Guys, it's a it's just a fact. I know I know it's tough for you to believe that your beloved hero would do would do that to you. But um, listen, he wanted to make his money. If Kevin Love was bad my last beloved, year, he my beloved hero. If Kevin Love was bad last year, he would have been <laughs> traded for Wade. But they knew that they could wait a year. Wade would Wade would opt in to a Chicago team that was either that was either bad or rebuilding, and he knew that he could make as much money off the Bulls as he could, that he could still go play with his buddy in Cleveland. And it was completely calculated. That's what the, that's what they were doing on the ship when uh, when the Heat are trying to get in touch with Wade, on, yeah. you know, in the Mediterranean. And it's okay. You you don't have to believe it. I know. I know that it makes you sad to think that Wade would do that to us, to you, um, to everyone. But um, he did, and it's okay. And we move on now. Wade will get injured two weeks into the season because he didn't train hard enough this summer, and that'll be it. I mean, that's just the way. This is how these things work. So does him does D-Way playing for the Heat again? Does that depend on whether or not he takes the minimum to play with the Lakers or the Rockets? No, no, it depends if he views the Heat as a contender because he's he's only, you know, he's he's pulling the David West. So he's going he's a veteran that's going to jump around no, contender we to contender. killed Anthony. It was so fun killing David West after he said I'm no front runner and then David West immediately went to Golden State oh. to front run. Yeah, that that was fun. That was fun. Twitter had fun that day. Twitter, man, let me tell you something. It's Wade is the same person. We just like Harry, it better. Harry, last <laughs> year when Cleveland needed a solution, they looked down the bench and what stared back at them was Darren Williams. Like Harry, let me ask this... you a question. If Jimmy Butler is in Chicago still, do you think Dwayne Wade is still there? Yeah. Anthony, good one. Ooh. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, 
code PROGRAM.